to the Indian Newsling podcast. Good afternoon readers of Indian Newsling. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024 and we are delighted to have with us this afternoon a very dear friend Mr. Manish Tanna. a person who is a mentor and an educator and academic and he has immense qualifications in number of areas he's been a friend of indian newslink and we have been privileged to have him with us since the time he came to new zealand in december of 2006 he has been as i said mentor of businesses and he is very passionate about the education sector which requires reform a new sense of direction policy strategy and advice so we are here today to request mr thanna to tell us about his vision for new zealand's education policy which sets the foundation for our country's future mr manish thanna welcome sir we are delighted and honored that you are with us thank you so much venkat ji for this opportunity i really feel uh, not only delighted but uh, privileged to be here and and be talking to you and the readers of an indian news link which of course as you mentioned i have been associated with right from the day i came here um on this topic i am really passionate so i don't know how much uh, time and how much um, uh, material we can cover in this brief inter uh, this is only today. one part of it yes, because yes. This, we can have a series of podcasts absolutely absolutely and uh, we will also request the attention of the government the prime minister the minister of education then the minister for regulation and partnership schools that is david simon uh, and others in the government to have a really good close look at what you have to offer and that will be wonderful because this government has come to the power uh, with the promise of changing the scenario for better and right. last few years we have seen across the world the results of new zealand uh, in in competitive exams have been pathetic we have seen that the uh, attendance levels have fallen achievement levels have fallen yep. and although covid was partially to blame for it but i think more than covid it is also the tendency of the handouts that we have been following for a very long time in a very wrong way yeah so when i say the policy of handouts what i mean is that there are sections of the society who have been underprivileged underserved and who deserve to be supported yeah. but having uh, started my own physical fitness regime a few years ago in my old age as they call it i have realized one thing nobody can give you an handout which will make you really strong right. you have to pull yourself up together to have a chin up right so when you go into a scenario where you are getting every week some money you lose the motivation to really work hard right when you are getting um free pass for you know transport food and petrol you lose that um the strength to fight back and that is where our communities have been suffering the moment you take away that portion of uh, handout that portion of uh, support they have no clue how to earn their own bread and that is where the crime goes up so what i have done is i've come out with a series of causes and then a possible right solution for those causes holistic approach absolutely okay. absolutely right so a child is not 
just raised by immediate family, which often in our um, society I have seen that is not enough. So a child has uh, a whole protection or a or social network or a fiber which supports the child's growing up. Right. When they come to school, it's already too late because quite often they have not been given proper nourishment at the very young age. They haven't been spoken with the correct kindness and love that is required at the very young age. Mm. They haven't got the vocabulary or the um, the habit of learning and reading at the proper young age. So when they are in a primary school and people say, oh, they are not achieving, it's not them who is at fault. It is the way they have been grown up. Sir, we used to say in after. India that when two individuals marry, actually it is two families which marry. True. And then in those days when there was a joint family system, children were brought up with certain values. In today's world where there is a nucleus family, parents working, the children get neglected. And it is worse when parents are not working and parents have a criminal or a different kind of a background. Absolutely. Um, I remember in the days of the previous national government, they had identified four factors which are most likely to convert one young person's life from the proper socially acceptable life into a criminal life. Right. And two of those factors you have just mentioned. One is the close family, that they, if the family unit is broken, yeah. there is a problem. The other one is having a criminal or a dependency background. So if people are benefit dependent or if people have been in the justice system for crime, that gives their children a higher percentage chance of falling into the trap of crime. And this is just one part of the vicious circle. The other part is simple, which is called employment. If you are on minimum wages, it's very likely that you will not have time to improve your qualifications because you are struggling to make both ends meet. Right. You will not have time to develop your children, give enough attention to them or support them with extra resources. So your child will also grow up with less qualifications and go into the same minimum wage job. Now, as we know, the cost of living is going to balloon up every now and then. Yeah. The minimum wage will not support you to have any kind of a buffer or a savings uh, luxury. So when you have a tough time, you suddenly find yourself again looking out for some handouts. Right. My theory is, and I think this has been proven time and again, that when a family goes into this struggle together as a family unit, as everybody in the same waka, and they start looking at different approaches of how to make the best financial background for their family, and how to make their family a learning family, it improves the lot of everybody in that family and even the community because the family ultimately is the unit that makes up the community. So you're taking a socio-economic approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the first step towards this strategy or plan? I believe this government had promised and already has started implementing the scheme of partnership schools. Now partnership schools in the previous format uh, were about to become a success, but then there was a change in the political scenario and they were, uh, you know, thrown out just like a baby with the bath water. Mm. So there might have been some problems, I'm not denying that, but then the whole scheme wasn't that bad. Right. When you are looking at um, socioeconomic groups which are high needs, and that's where the word chin up becomes like an acronym. Mm. So communities of high needs, how to uplift them chin up. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's my coinage and what I'm thinking is that a partnership school which can be started for very young, that means year one up to year eight, 
that's an intermediate and the primary together. And in this school, we open up the um, children to ambitious programs of inspirational learning, of earning while you learn even at that young age, and of bringing in the parents as partners into their learning, which means if the parents are working, fine, they can come on the weekends or after school hours and use the school's resources to learn some skills and develop their own careers. If they are not working, they can volunteer their time during the day and also be part of the educational journey and provide the support that children so badly need. Apart from providing the support in the school, they will stay away from harm and such volunteer work may ultimately make them also employment ready. Yeah. So at one go, we are not only just taking up a child's education, we are taking a family's life and we are bringing the life into a much better developed uh, and, and a fulfilling kind of a uh, scenario. So the so, idea is bringing back the community education into the school. Into the school. Okay. How about the funding aspect of this concept? So schools in a, in a partnership model are already being funded or they are being proposed to be funded by government. So yeah. that will not run into a lot of problem. Okay. My personal feeling is that when you introduce this as a, as a model which is going to improve a whole community, there would be private support as well. Yes. A lot of people, temples, gurdwaras are doing so much of, you know, stuff for the community help. Churches are going out of their way to help the communities. If we provide them a model saying that this is going to improve the mental health, the financial health, the spiritual health of your families and the education of their young ones, I'm pretty sure there will be some support available in, in form of either funding or job opportunities or training opportunities for the families and the young ones. So mental health is an issue which I think will immediately uh, receive some attention because that's becoming a major problem not only with the aging community, we are finding it more and more with the younger generation. True. And uh, the model that you are proposing which is a holistic approach to education, the exciting aspect of it is the involvement of parents and perhaps uh, as the scheme moves, involvement of other members of the family as well. True. Uh, maybe uh, aunts and uncles who may or may not live with the child but they can also be made part of the scheme. So how do we start this because this is an exciting concept and this is the right time with the government so eager to make changes. We know that the education system in this country has been destroyed for the last uh, seven or eight years. We know that we have fallen very badly on the OECD scale but there's no point in talking about just failures. We have to think about solutions. Yeah. Yeah. People like you and I do not talk about what has gone wrong. Yeah. We talk about how to make it right. Correct. And um, the last few years, the results and all that is now a bad memory. Moving on, the first thing which I was proposing and which you have rightly pointed out, the mental health part. Why has mental health become such a major thing nowadays? Because when we went to school, we had I think in our cases, bigger struggles. Bigger struggles in the way that we didn't have so much of helpful technology. We lived in a place where the governments could not do a lot of community help mm. because they themselves were running short of funds. They were dependent on foreign debts. You and I both yeah. come from India. But still, we have maintained a balance. We have had personal tragedies, financial tragedies. We have lived through curfews and wars. Still, we have maintained our stress levels. Yeah. We have been able to, you know, not blame everything on our mental health, Correct. which some people tend to do nowadays. 
but the problem including politicians including politicians yes um, the idea my uh, scheme will be in a different way is that we treat the family as a unit and we tell them each of you is a support structure for the next one so you know how we go home to our fur babies and we lose all our tensions into that few True. moments of uh, you know the jumping around with the fur babies now they are just fur babies we actually are talking of living human beings imagine how much love and compassion and support can be had from a child going to the grandfather or grandmother and you know doing yeah. that stuff yeah. with them but we have forgotten all that because nowadays either we meet them only on diwali and christmas or sometimes we don't meet them at all so what we are trying to bring in is that feeling of society and family into the school in the previous days as as a school principal back in india we used to organize grandparents meet mm. we used to organize parents meet not just meeting and showing the results it used to be actual meeting of different parents together have some food have some cultural items by their own children understand the teachers at a personal level in the grandparents meet they would also come up on the stage and narrate their own life experiences maybe sing a song those things have to be brought back i think i we think have, so we have isolated the school so much that it has become more or less like a place you just go and visit twice in the year why it's a social place why are we wasting so much of resources and so much of um energy and enthusiasm that our young people bring to us right as a teacher we don't feel old ever because we are always in the company of the young ones okay. i invite people to come and feel that why we in a school atmosphere because when the kids are doing their projects when they are doing their um, drama and dance and sports if the parents and the grandparents and the wider fano surrounds them it will be a really mutually beneficial exercise we see them out on saturdays right we we take them on trainings that's just one day of the week one morning but the whole week when they are in the school they are learning and if the parents can drop in and you know just see that joy of learning in their kids they will also have that enthusiasm and inspiration sir i have heard rather as a parent myself and as a very as an aging person now i believe that today's children require support in a number of areas of one of course is academics then communication skills cultural uh, interaction cultural values whether it is maori pacifica or indian or asian whatever then sports recreation and mental and physical well-being i think these are all holistic approaches True. Uh, to education if your model the one that you're proposing can start achieving in all of these areas Uh, i believe that uh, the future of our children in uh, new zealand will be very good and then it has the potential to be adopted elsewhere i remember when nca was introduced in 2003 a number of countries were looking at whether this is a good substitute for cambridge and other systems unfortunately the government did not succeed in implementing it this is what we are told i am not an academic So anyway the coming back to your own holistic approach to education i believe that it's a very exciting um, proposition um, and you, we would like you to give the benefit of your wisdom and uh, strategy from time to time so that we can create a a good um, series of this and uh, start um, moving things with the 
with the government and uh, those who are involved with education thank you so much sir and uh, to conclude let me give you a whole um, idea of what i am proposing it's nothing new in the sense that we come from a land where gurukuls were the order of the day and even now there are organizations like um, um, ramkrishna mission which actually are running schools in india for the um, financially challenged people living in remote areas and they provide this kind of a holistic uh, education where the students actually have to leave their homes which are in far away villages and live with the teachers and in the school uh, like in a boarding facility here we are lucky that our families are at least spread around and they can stay in their own homes but the idea of this school that i am proposing is that the parents the students and the teachers all get together as a as a unit and focus on what is lacking in the family's uh, lifestyle is it health issues is it educational issues is it employment opportunities is it some special training required and we solve all these issues for a group of students and then we take these students forward to become better human beings better citizens of this country so that together all of us become stronger so let's hope that this experiment is uh, seeing the day light of the day soon with your help and the help of people who are um, in a position to make decisions thank you for this opportunity sir it's um, uh, it's it's a great uh, uh, we are very fortunate it's a great opportunity for us to delve into this area of education uh, which we all agree requires revitalization in in new zealand and as they say that any concept begins with one individual and then it begins to spread with the right kind of environment and i am very confident that the current coalition government will support anything that can any plan or approach that will improve the quality of education and more importantly improve the quality of life of our children and of everyone in in new zealand and i would request you to kindly do this as a series in our podcast uh, platform as well as the video and uh, i am sure our readers will benefit from your knowledge from your experience and your concept that you're propounding uh, which will again enunciate itself into policies and programs of the government thank you very much sir and with that i wish you all the best thank you so much thank you for listening to the indian newsling podcast